Hey y'all, welcome to Take Car Pod. I'm Jenna. And I'm Danica. And I think maybe we might have witnessed our first ever good episode of The Bachelor. I think you're right. Like, I I have thoughts and feelings on it. We'll get into it. But, like, it was kind of relaxing. Yeah, I wasn't, um, like, outraged. I wasn't, like, you know, combating my own internalized misogyny. <laughs> um, I was rooting for everybody. I mean, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> um, Three-fourths is, is good enough, right? <laughs> um, yeah, there were just the normal, like, fuck, Mary kill dad feelings. <laughs> and mom um, feelings. Hot And moms. mom feelings. You know what? Hot mom. The hot mom. The hot mom. We will talk about her yeah. very shortly. <laughs> um, but before we get into, you know, all of it, uh, we got to have some, like, bad behavior slash... Ketchup yes. time. Ketchup and mustard. Mm. Great joke, Jenna. Let's get it started. <laughs> Thank you. I really hate myself so much. Well, um, we're still warming up. Yeah. It's fine. Speaking of people who hate themselves, Claire and Dale are fucking again. Yay! Good for them. <laughs> good for them. Uh, you know, good for her, but I really do wish they would, like, keep it down because we're trying to, like, get a white man fired. So We have important things to worry about. Yeah. So could you not? Uh, we have to worry about the men that are five foot seven in this moment. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Could you not? But uh, whatever. <laughs> Good for her. I am still processing it all. Um, if you listen to our, my Patreon, Janon, I have thoughts and feelings on it. But uh, you'll have to go listen to that if you want. Uh, <laughs> speaking of five seven men to get fired, uh, Chris Harrison is notably still a piece of shit what yeah um tell me why yeah well because he did a bunch of racist stuff we talked about it a lot last week currently um as we record on tuesday the time is a flat circle um the 22nd february 23rd 23rd um no word has been made official on if he is going to be like permanently replaced how long etc i would say in my bones I believe all signs point to yes to him, like, leaving permanently. It's just a matter of time. Well, Jenna is wrong all the time. <laughs> shut up, So, <laughs> don't tell me to shut up, bitch. But really, this is the quietest a man has ever been in my experience. Yeah. Literally ever. Yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty... We'll see. Um, he just, like, keeps digging. The hole that he dug himself just keeps getting deeper and deeper with each new, like, article that comes out. You know, Vanity Fair is talking about it. Like, The Hollywood Reporter, I mean, The Times. Like, everyone's talking about it, and it just keeps getting darker and darker. And, like, just today, Ivan from um, Clarentatious Season came out and officially had an interview and said if he is asked to go on to BIP, he would not feel comfortable if Chris Harrison was there. And that is pretty huge. Yeah, that's pretty... Yeah, that's amazing. I think it speaks to, um, like, the entire point of speaking out in the first right. place, which is you're not necessarily just speaking out for yourself. Mm -hmm. You're speaking out so that other people feel comfortable speaking out. And um, this whole movement, mm -hmm. I guess, wouldn't have happened had it not been for Rachel Lindsay being like, well, actually, <laughs> like, I'm going to push back on this mm -hmm. gently with you really quick. Mm -hmm. And then having, like people, you know, push back. And I know that sometimes it seems like very niche mm -hmm. and 
like we're just like in our own bubble talking about these kinds of things. But really, like we wouldn't have these reactions from contestants if they didn't have the backing mm-hmm. of a large enough portion of viewers or like people out there that were like, hey, yeah, this is kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like gassing them up to where they can feel comfortable yeah. doing the same thing. Yeah. I mean, truly, case in point, we'll talk a bit later about Matt. It's, yeah, if there weren't the support that's happening right now for what's what's going on and just the discourse about it, people might not feel as comfortable going forward. And so for Ivan to, like, take that risk, you know, um, for his mm-hmm. future paycheck, because BIP pays people. Like, yeah, he's risking a lot by saying that, and it's just really goes to show how strongly a lot of people believe this is not okay. And it, it, like, and he does a really beautiful job. He says, he's not saying Harrison can't ever grow or learn or come back from this. He says he can't. He's like, yeah, he can recover from this, but I think it's too soon to have him there to make me and other contestants feel safe. And that's, I think, really key. So. Yeah, I think too, even if we're just like talking about this on a personal level, like um, if we're just talking about like, family members who have similar beliefs to Chris Harrison. Like, Mm -hmm. am I going to feel comfortable around them? No. Do I want to spend a month with them? Like, no. Mm -hmm. Like, do I think they should, you know, lose it all, period, because they're Trump supporters or whatever? Mm -mm. Like, likely not. But do I feel comfortable (laughs) being around them? Absolutely not either. (laughs) Exactly. Like, I think that's a totally, like normal and valid thing to feel <laughs> like are 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 my Repu- republican grandparents gonna feel comfortable living in my house for a month absolutely the fuck not nope 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 oh <sighs> so hopefully this um speeds this along and he is let go um he did currently get fired from the company manly bands um but they are too brave. <laughs> but they are too <laughs> cowardly to admit it, and they have blocked us. Um, my apologies to Andrew because now I don't think we'll ever get a free ring for him. You know what? I, you really <laughs> fucked me this week, I, Jenna. I, I get us blocked by so many people, and normally you're like, "Okay, that's fine. I don't need to see Tyler's, you know, shirtless photos." But like when I got us blocked from Manly Bands, you wouldn't talk to me for two days. Yeah, I didn't talk to you for the whole weekend. <laughs> you went on a Jayanon rant about me. I'm almost positive. This is my own Danica rant. Uh, it's Dianon, where I'm just like, why isn't Jenna talking to me? <laughs> and it's because she knew I was mad about the Manly Bands thing. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Gonna have to start my my new my new ring account, Danley Bands. <laughs> it's just gonna be gummy worms or something. <laughs> But make sure you name them really sexist and, like, homophobic things. Like what? Uh, well, there was famously a ring called The Straight, so maybe you can name one that is called, um, I don't know, maybe... The F-slur? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that. I'm going to give Andrew that one. It's perfect for him. <laughs> <laughs> The gamer. Andrew gets that one. Okay, now that's actually okay. I that one I can see being <laughs> here, get your gamer boyfriend this ring. It has batteries. This one's just called um this one's just called Mario. 
<laughs> yes. Famously, Andrew spends like half of his day playing Mario Maker, um, where he just calls like little kids that make levels that are too easy for him ignorant, and he's just like bullying little kids online. And I'm like, you know what? This is great. This is why we're together. Like, I bully adults who are interested in The Bachelor, and you bully children whose creativity will forever be just like crumbled because you hated their Mario level. Anyway, we're both going to jail. I for love adults. it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, Chris Harrison is the problem in our society. Yes, right? please, he is. Um, so he is still trying to make money off of Cameo, but thanks to Bachelor data on Instagram, they caught that he was doing that, and then we shamed him enough to have him stop. So we can make a difference. Thank you, thank you. I'll accept yes. my award offline. Um. So, yeah, anyway, shout out to Lauren Zima for being a coward as well. She's been silent. Um, she said she's not. Doing- she's been. <laughs> she's not going to do Rose Rose for a little while. And uh, I'm, for one, happy for it. Yeah. Anyway, just. Uh, Have you gotten any flack for your opinions about Zima using him? Um, yes, I got one. <laughs> What did the one say? I just, I'm just curious because, like, when I saw it... Yeah, um, I know. It was bad. I was like, I wonder if you're going to get any flack for that. I, and, I got um, called a misogynist, but that's not the first time I've been called a misogynist on this podcast I, from a listener. Um, yeah, I call you that all the time. No, but also... <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I got called... That was misogynistic of me to say that she was using him for her job. What I don't think... What I think got lost in the nuance of that post, that story I did, was that... I'm not saying she thinks or did need him to improve her, like, status. I think Mm -hmm. she chose to do it on a personal level, and I think that's that's fine. And I think that's amazing, and, like, waste his time. Yeah. She was quite capable. She she already had her show. She already had yeah. shows. She didn't use him to... So I think people misunderstood what I meant. Like, she didn't use him to get roses and rosé. She's just, like, dating him to be... This helps. Yeah, to get closer to the subject matter. Like, uh, so anyway. Could you ever? Yeah. Um, Would you? No. <laughs> who, who... Okay. Okay, I would probably... I would fuck... I would, like, fuck some producers for sure. Okay, ma'am, like, literally three weeks ago, you said you would fuck Luke P. So I have a hard time. Thank you. If Chris Harrison said that he would fuck, Mm -hmm. I think he would do it. Like, not for the reasons he intended. Mm -hmm. I think he'd be a little on board, Mm -hmm. and you'd do a tell-all. Okay, fair. Like, it would be a docu- It would be the Britney documentary, but of our time. (laughs) I would do it for that. I would do it for the story for sure. And that's what I think Zima's doing. Anyway. So. I can't wait for the Zima tell-all. But also, <laughs> she's still a coward. Mm. Okay. Um, we got to get into the math stuff a little bit before we mm-hmm. get on with it. Um, Matt made a statement yesterday. Did you see it? I did. I actually... Um, I don't, like... My opinions aren't about it aren't the most important. No, but, certainly. Um, yep, <laughs> truly. I, I don't read. Um, but I 
the way that I felt about it was like I know he's still on contract Mm -hmm. and I know that this is at least pushing a boundary Mm -hmm. um he didn't have to say anything he would have probably been fine if he didn't say anything Mm -hmm. probably would have been better for him Mm -hmm. honestly if he didn't say anything um if he felt uh, what he said I'm glad that he had the opportunity to say it Mm -hmm. and I don't know. I'm glad for it. What did you think about it? I mean, I think all of that as well. It just read as very, like, it just was so obvious to me. I think a lot of people were saying, like, oh, ABC let him post this. ABC wrote this. It reads to me incredibly that he wrote this and he he had his publicist probably help him or whatever. But, like, he released this without ABC's okay. Um, Because they would never okay something like that. I know that they, like he he made a kind of statement a couple weeks ago when the interview first came out and it was just brief and it was very much like something I would imagine the ABC execs would allow him to post. Yeah, like I'm gonna wait for yeah. her to talk about it, wait for him to talk about all it. All that and this is more like I mean, he was using strong words. He was saying the franchise has fallen short in handling race. Yeah. It's incredibly disappointing and it's a failure. Um, <laughs> that's what I was going to say, too, is, like, um, I struggle with this in my job a lot. I get, I get edited a lot for using passive language. Mm-hmm. And this is very, like, to the point, mm-hmm. like, I feel this, I feel this, I feel this was a failure. These people have fallen short. I'm disappointed in my friend Chris. I support my friend Rachel. Mm-hmm. It was, like, eye-centric statements. Mm-hmm. Um, he blatantly says, like, the photo, the celebration of Old South is wrong he Mm -hmm. like really says he says he's disappointed in rachel O'Connell. like he he really you know i think people are wanting more from him i think that's ultimately Mm -hmm. what i wanted to say is like people are wanting more from him and i think that we just have to give it time he says in the end that he's gonna speak more on this after the show is done and we just have to like keep listening you know and i think you can have your frustrations about what he has and hasn't said so far but i think he's like the one person i don't need to hear something from right now you know like but this is me as a as a white woman so i i like you said my point doesn't really matter but um i think that it's kind of a thing where like i i, I understand why um People, especially like black women, want to hear more. Mm-hmm. Of course, and they have a they have a different experience watching him mm-hmm. than we do. Um, but I feel like you you and like especially for like the the white women who listen to our podcast and who are also like in his like DMs, like calling him out, just like or I guess trying to call him in. Yeah, I'm assuming good intentions there. Um, we can probably lay off of him a little bit because he's experiencing like a different kind of pressure that any of us white women like know. And I don't think we need to hold his feet to the fire no. on this experience because if it's true that he's learning about, you know, the Rachel of it all post season, I can imagine how painful that is. And you and I have also been talking about, and I think we talked about last week and a couple weeks ago um when we're just like make a statement now <laughs> mm-hmm. we're getting these statements from people that are hollow yeah and 
that we're like, oh, I don't accept this statement either because it doesn't, yeah. you know, this is not an apology. This is mm-hmm. not anything. I feel like Matt, not only, I well, I mean, like, I feel like he was muzzled a little yeah, bit yeah. by ABC, mm-hmm. but I also think he took the time to think about how he actually felt about all of these things. And this wasn't a hollow statement. Like, he's not... <laughs> He's not holding up Chris Harrison Mm -mm. on, like, a pedestal. Mm -mm. He's not protecting Chris Harrison. He's not protecting ABC. He's not protecting Warner Brothers or anything. He's just like, this fucking sucks. Yeah. Um, It's my life, my experience. (gasps) These are the people that I dated, and, like, I don't feel protected by this franchise. That's what I got from that. It was like, he was saying, I don't feel protected, and I don't feel taken care of. And he talks about how he doesn't like how... it has treated the other black women on the show and how Rachel's being treated. Again, you can want more. And I'm not going to say you, that, like I said, you don't, you know, anyway, I just think we, 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 there's time. He's going to speak more on this. And so we just have to like, you know, this was, this was big in the bigger sense of the word. Like this is like the fact that he made this statement against the wishes of ABC in my strong opinion um is huge yeah yeah i think so too Mm. fuck (laughs) every every day something new (laughs) but again like i think we also want to leave space for people who expect more of him Uh, and who have been a lot more critical of him than we are because we we just like lack that fundamental Mm -hmm. lived experience right um ultimately like for me i'm happy he backed Rachel Lindsay. Mm-hmm. I'm happy he like denounced Chris, mm-hmm. and um, I'm happy he denounced Rachel. Yeah. To be honest, too, because like you and I have like our suspicions about how mm-hmm. like the season ends, and I mean you can you can go back to like four or five episodes ago, and we were just like, oh, it, it's Rachel, she mm-hmm. wins. Mm-hmm. Like you can see it. It's it's like different with her and. For him to denounce um, her actions before the show is over, whether he picks her or not, you know, that says something. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I mean, if even if we're looking back at, like, the, you know, Becca Kufrin of it all, mm-hmm. it took years. Yes. And months mm-hmm. even after his bullshit mm-hmm. came out for her to denounce him. And I'm not saying that to you know, patronize her in any way, mm-hmm. shape, or form. But just, like, I haven't seen anything like this before. Yes. I, yeah. Yeah. Oh. So I guess we're Where, just, like, like, the season isn't even over. Yeah. And he's just, like, this fucking sucks, and I I don't condone this. Yeah. So that's, it's, not, none of this has ever been done before like this. And so we just have to really sit in it for a little bit longer. Oof. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my God. Uh, so, yeah, before we get into the recap, uh, we wanted to thank... Sophie again so much (laughs) last week's episode was um I think one of the best episodes we've ever done truly like I listened to Um, it like immediately after we (laughs) reloaded it yeah and it's amazing because we were quiet for the first 40 minutes because (laughs) um like truly like you know Sophie's the fucking best she's so smart um she should have this podcast we'll gift it to her if she wants it like um, we would love to have her on again in the future. Um, if you haven't listened to it yet, please go listen. Like it's evergreen. Mm-hmm. It's 
It's a good episode. Yeah, we talk about just, like, big arching things um, and specific things, and it's it's really pretty, pretty amazing. So thank you again so much, Sophie. Um, love you. Oh, my God. We wanted to address, like, a couple of things mm-hmm. um, that uh, me and Jenna specifically yeah. got feedback on yeah. on that episode. Yeah. Um, um and I think it's just, like, we, towards the end, we were having a nuanced, like, conversation about colorism and featureism. And you and I are not experts in that. No. No. Sir, like, I was literally asking what featureism was mm-hmm. in that episode. Yeah. So, like, I, I will completely blame, you know, like, my own ignorance mm-hmm. on, like, some of the things that were said. Um but you and I, I think, got a little bit loose with the phrase white passing. Mm-hmm. Um, and since you were the person that um, got some DMs about it, I'm going to let you speak. Yeah, it was mostly a thread that I saw and somebody mentioned the podcast and I was like, okay, yeah. And so I listened and looked into it more. And yeah, so like, you know, using the phrase white passing is is not great. <laughs> um You know, the concept of, like, talking about colorism incorporates that discussion often, you know? It's not the main component of what's going on, but it it is, like, something that's attached to it when you're talking about, yeah. So, um, but in general, like, the concept of using that phrase is not great because to, the concept of trying to pass for whiteness in itself is problematic. Um, And I think at the time we were just lacking better language to, you know, talk about that. And I'm reading up on it more. I've seen some phrases thrown around where it's like you can maybe say like assumed whiteness or white assuming um, when you are having already a nuanced conversation. I wouldn't recommend anyone use those words just like just out there in the world. It's like if you're having a nuanced conversation about this concept, then maybe that's a better phrasing of it versus the concept if of you're pril- white, yeah. If you're white, especially if you're white, yes. if you're white, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Just want to clarify that mm-hmm. over and over again. Like this is like two white women talking to like a an audience that is largely white, white. women. Yeah, like we had like a breach in our own like knowledge mm-hmm. um, where we got like informed. This might be a easier way or a better mm-hmm. way to talk about other people's perceived whiteness yes perceived that's another good word um Mm -hmm. and so yeah we're going to continue to like work on that and learn and um because i think we've used the term before even like i think a lot of people a lot of people use it it's not you know but it's something we should all be working on um as regardless we want to acknowledge if we like have othered anybody in that conversation or really any other conversation. I think that's really what it boils down to is when people feel like if they are of like mixed race, they feel like they get othered because they don't fit into some kind of box and they're not accepted by whatever like ethnicity that they're like trying to, you know, that they are a part of. And again, that's like something that we can't speak to. And so I just don't want anyone to feel othered. Um, and yeah. Yeah. And um, if you have feelings about this and you you want to like slide into our DMs mm-hmm. about it, please do. Feel free. We're we're still like we learned about this like literally last week, mm-hmm. so we're still trying to figure out how to respectfully talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're listening, mm-hmm. so thank and you. We're happy to acknowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you for um, the person that brought that up. Yeah. 
No, it was I really, it was really good. Thank you I so wish much. We had an at, but um, <laughs> thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, because like we, we truly are like trying and listening. Yeah. Um, and then just really before we go into like being shitheads for the rest of the episode, um, mm-hmm. I did want to say that like I, uh, this week we're just like in general. I I don't know if you've seen this in the news. <sighs> the violence against. Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders has increased greatly because of, I mean, a lot of factors, but Trump <laughs> has made it very, um, he, I mean, he used so many derogatory language that has caused the increase in violence towards these communities because of COVID and people blaming them for mm-hmm. the pandemic. And it's um, absolutely horrific. And I just want to encourage everybody, if you're not aware of what's happening, um, there'll be a link in the, our show notes. You can read about it. Go look at Charlene's um, recent post, and she shared mm-hmm. a bunch of great resources, and we're just going to continue to share them, too. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, Thanks, Trump. Thanks, Trump. Fuck. He's the worst. Sorry. Oh, man. I got real mad again. <laughs> Why are you apologizing for being angry with Trump? You're the problem. Okay, I am the problem. I am a misogynist. You are a misogynist. Famously. Mm. Okay, let's recap the damn thing. Actually, just kidding. Before we do. (laughs) Before we officially start, we did get a really good question from Connie in our Patreon chat. Mm -hmm. um, Where she asked, fuck, Mary kill the hometown dads. So you're going first. Oh, my God. Uh, fuck Mary Kill, hometown dads. I would um, fuck Michelle's dad, who was very sweet, and I loved his smile. Oh my god, every time he smiled, I was like, oh, "What?" He has Michelle's smile. Yeah, the smell. Oh Michelle. my god, you're right. Yeah, so I'd fuck him. Miss Smell is what you said. I, I'm sorry. No, I, you said Miss Smell. Okay, <laughs> I bet you that's what they call her at the school, right? <laughs> no, kid. Um, I would fuck her daddy and then i would marry um serena's daddy he seems very nice and real Mm -hmm. and like he's not gonna let me get away with much shit so i love that and then Mm -hmm. i would of course kill rachel's dad because he's a trump supporter yeah i agree Mm -hmm. (laughs) i think i would fuck and marry uh, I'm cheating, of course. Mm-hmm. I would fuck and marry. Um, oh God, why am I Bree's mom? Mm-hmm. Yes. And I mean, I would of course kill Rachel's dad, but I would hold hands with all of the other dads. Yes, that's true. Do you do you feel always a little weepy when you watch hometown dates? Because my parents are dead. Yes, because your parents are dead, and because we both have daddy and oh. mom issues. <laughs> it's like Danica. That's so mean. <laughs> well, it is mean, but also we both have daddy and mom issues. No, that's what true. I'm talking okay, about. Okay, great. I feel like you and I generally both are just. Like, yeah. No, I do. <laughs> yeah, I get a little on my feels for sure. <laughs> well, I look like a fucking asshole, so let's move on. Um, it's hometown week at Nima Colon. Um, uh, but really, before we get into the logistics of everything, mm-hmm. uh, or before we get started, I want to understand the logistics mm-hmm. of everything. Because, like, in theory, there were eight women here last week for this week. So, 
how did the families quarantine? Mm-hmm. Did Matt know the final four a million years ago? Did they fly out all of the families for a zillion dollars? Did he state who his rough six was? And then they bring out some of the families that, like, you know, didn't end up making it. Did producers basically tell Kit and Abigail to go home? Yes. Yes, they did. Two weeks between the last rose ceremony and this one. Have Rachel's parents just lived there the whole damn time? <laughs> like, I need fucking answers. Um, do you have any thoughts? No, I mean, my only thing is that I'm very convinced that they told Abigail and Kit to go home for sure. <laughs> like, they, oh, for that, sure. They definitely told them. So they did not fly their parents out. I think I think you're on to something with the rough six. They, they probably flew the rough six out. I feel like that's how I felt during Clacia's season as well. Sorry, Tasha's at that point. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think it's the only reasonable thing. And mm-hmm. They probably didn't make all of them, like, do seven, like, COVID tests. They probably yeah. only made the four do that, but they flew them out to have them ready to do said COVID tests. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. For some reason, when I was watching last night, I felt like it made more sense that they put an extra week in there. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, hmm. Especially, I mean, like, again, this whole show is fucked for so many reasons, but I feel like it's enormously fucked because working class people will never be on this show. Yeah. Like, if you're seeing working class people on the show, like, um, I hate to say it, but like, you know, like the Demi of it all, mm-hmm. they've climbed their way out mm-hmm. a little bit mm-hmm. or like but like Demi's parents were never going to be a part of the scenario no. you know what I mean mm-hmm. and so like if we had like a final four with like working class parents they wouldn't be there mm-hmm. do you know what I mean yeah damn mm. oh boysy oh boysy oh boysy um but since we're not gonna have any answers <laughs> and I'm just gonna keep talking about class mobility if we don't stop me. Um, we're going to talk about Michelle's hometown date, which I think is way more wholesome. Yes. And so good. I love Michelle. Yeah. What is your opinion about Michelle? I love her so much. I have a sadness when I look at her now because I feel like her heart's going to get broken. Um, yes. And so because I love her so much, the sadness is evident in my my feelings for her. Um mm-hmm. But that's me projecting. She is an angel and funny. And we saw like last week at the after the show, they did a little bloopy or whatever. And she's like mm-hmm. making jokes and shit. She's fucking hilarious. She has mm-hmm. a personality. We never get yeah. to see it. But I mean, we do. We still see it shine through. And yeah, she's so wonderful and gorgeous. Well, this, is, this is why she gets to be two weeks late. Yeah. And I think she's exactly more brilliant than like she's a shining star yes i love her so much um so she starts off her date by taking matt on a bike ride in truly the least aesthetic bicycles i've ever seen like (laughs) zoe de chanel would never she'd pass out and die they talk about her like family life growing up they imagine what like a future with kids would be like together um matt's just like oh my kids would fucking hate me and try to kill me on the bicycle Mm -hmm. and i'm like yeah i kind of you know i agree (laughs) um after a long bike ride um matt crashes and breaks the equipment um they make their way to an auditorium for the express purpose of making our asses cry literally because um 
Michelle is a teacher. And I think of like middle schoolers. They yeah. look to be like fifth, sixth grade ish. Yeah. Um, so her students are there to greet Miss Young <gasps> and ask Matt um, honestly harder questions than any adults in the situation are truly asking each other or themselves. <laughs> Um, I kept I kept waiting for something to be like, did you vote for Trump? I was like screaming that literally. at the TV, but no one asked it. Literally, little Bradley didn't ask. Have you fucked? <laughs> what a coward, little Bradley. Um, but Matt like basically assures the kids that their relationship is extremely PG. <laughs> um, that he doesn't know if he's going to marry her, but that he will be her biggest champion. Okay, that moment where... One of the, like, kids tells, you know, Matt that, like, oh, she tells me when I'm anxious about tests that I'm, like, I'm going to be fine. Like, I'm going to, like, all these things. Mm-hmm. I'm just, like, oh, like, I get sweaty about it because I had so many teachers like that. And, like, again, as a person who thinks that they have ADHD but has not been formally diagnosed, like, those are the teachers that, like, got me through yes, school. yes. And I'm just like, holy shit. Like, I got really emotional about it last, like, really sweaty about it last night. So, Um, she loves her kids. I think she's so wonderful. Mm -hmm. And, like, you could tell even just from watching her, like, watch the kids ask questions that they have a wonderful relationship with each other. (laughs) And I'm so glad that her kids have her back because they're going to be her support system when Matt is an asshole (laughs) later. (laughs) I'm so happy she has a team of people who can... (laughs) Oh my god, seriously. Mm-hmm. And I, I also think that it's like so wonderful. I, I don't remember at what point they have this conversation in the date, but um, she, or I think Matt asks her like how important it is that her partners share mm. um, like how important her, her school kids are yes. to her and how important it is that her partner support her in that and she's like that's extremely important Mm -hmm. to me like I would not have a partner that didn't support my career or like the kids that I work with like this is this is my life yeah yeah and I'm I'm not gonna give that up for anything Mm. we don't deserve teachers we fucking don't we don't (laughs) she loves her kids they love her Mm -hmm. quite frankly I love her too she can do nothing wrong, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. This is this is next bachelorette shit to me. Yeah. Even though we feel like there's been another, but I love her too. But I'm also feeling like they might change their minds. <laughs> uh, so we'll see. Who knows? Who the fuck knows? Yeah. So during the night portion of the day, we started crying again because we love her dad so damn much. Um, and as Danica mentioned, uh, rudely, we get real inner feels about. The hometowns, because it's mommy and daddy issues. Um, so naturally, like, any kind of parent who's, like, present and seemingly gives a shit about their kids makes us really, um... Both uncomfortable and weepy. <laughs> yeah, he was so present and just, like, cared about you, and the mom was so there, too, and asking her, like, what do you, uh... Oh, like, red flags and shit? Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, this is, like, um, this date with Michelle, I feel like, is one of the first moments that I felt um, where it seems like Matt and Michelle have more than just, like, a surface-level relationship. Uh-huh. Um, 
So, like, Michelle's dad is saying, like, as soon as you walked into the room, we could tell you were happy. Um, Michelle explains the the thing that she likes best about him is that he wants to make a difference. Uh-huh. Um, which is where we usually get some shit, like, I can tell he really cares about me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like, which I get, because, like, I used to date like that, too. Um, but, like... Actually, somebody else caring about you is not a reason to solely fall in love with him, Rachel. (laughs) Um, So, like, Dad is, like, of course, worried about the other women in the equation, um, her getting her heart broken. Because, you know, someone in the past five years or so has apparently hurt her. And, yes, I'm going to need a J&On investigation into who Michelle's exes are so we can do some cyberbullying. And Jenna, I'm asking you to use your powers for good. Yeah, I will. For once, I will do something um, productive with my evil dark powers. <laughs> <laughs> so her her dad follows up with the idea that even if she does get hurt, um, they as parents are going to help pick up the pieces. Yeah. And we're fucking crying again. Mm-hmm. Like, whom's parents are like this? Not mine. Um, <laughs> Source not found. <laughs> so, like, then Matt and her dad sit down together, and they're here again. Um, we see, again, something we don't see all that often, um, which is Matt saying he loves her convictions. Yes. He loves how she stands for what she believes in and how she tells it like it is. And usually it's like the, oh, she's so cool, hot, and beautiful. Yeah. Like, bullshit. This is uh, like... Which is what Andrew says about me, so I'm questioning my relationship. Exactly. <laughs> True that. I've never heard him say one thing about your job or who you are as a person and your no. morals and convictions. Um, but, yeah, like, this... I made me think about last season when the difference between, like, Ben and um, Zach. And I'm not shitting on Ben, but it's just, like, he was all about, she makes me feel great. I like the way she makes me feel... Makes mm-hmm. me feel like I can be a better person, blah, blah, blah. It was all about that kind of stuff. And Zach was more yeah. like, I like Tasha for what she does. I like Tasha for these reasons. Mm-hmm. And um, it doesn't make the other person bad. It's more that it's just like they're not at a place and or in a connection with the person, you know? Yeah. Like, it's like they just aren't there yet and that's fine. But, like, mm-hmm. that's just where you can kind of see the difference, right? No, I didn't even think about that mm-hmm. because I don't think about anything that didn't happen uh, two months ago. Yeah, that's true. But, like, I think that's a really good point mm-hmm. that, like, I I really think, like, people being like, I love how she feels about this certain mm-hmm. thing. Like, I love how passionate she mm-hmm. is about this something instead of just being like, oh, yeah, I care about – she's beautiful. She's so smart. She's so intelligent. Like, he can name something mm-hmm. that he admires about her yeah. that, like – may or may not be separate from himself. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the way she said that about him even was, yeah, like you were saying, it was great. So. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, of course, the dad asks the question that is every dad has to ask on the show is, do you love her? I mean, I think they literally, like, put it on a cue card and they're like, you have to ask the bachelor this. Like, please ask her. <laughs> ask him. So, uh, Matt responds as honestly as he can, which is just... <laughs> And then he's falling for her, and he also explains that he'd be down to move to Minnesota. I call bluff. But um, if she were the one. <laughs> Who, who's down to move I mean, to Minnesota? Exactly. No, thank you. Um, the dad seems to accept this for now. We trust her decision-making process, um, and we will respect Michelle's choice, which is the beautiful answer to that. You know, mm-hmm. what are you going to do? 
And um, at the same time that they're having this conversation, Michelle is also talking to her mom. She's getting really emotional about how she, you know, likes Matt. Um, her mom is completely fucking adorable mm-hmm. and basically just wants to know if Michelle believes that Matt will treat her well. Mm-hmm. What a barrier to entry <laughs> for moms of the world. Like, is he nice? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great. Um, but, like, actually, honestly, a barrier for entry is... Is he nice? And like 70% of men, it's not, they do not pass. Here's the thing. I know I'm bringing back so many old things. Remember when Hannah B's dad asked if Jed could provide for her and that was all he cared about? So there you go. Case in point. (laughs) Doesn't he, yeah, doesn't even need to have money. Mm -hmm. Just, is he nice? Is he nice? (laughs) Um, And she basically, the mom just says like, if he makes you happy, we'll love him and he'll be a part of our family. Perfect. Love it. Um, and um, the evening goes super well. Uh, Michelle goes all in for the I'm falling in love with you declaration. It is ultimately not reciprocated because all men are monsters <laughs> and I'm exhausted. But I think I've moved Michelle. past expecting <laughs> anything from it. I don't expect anything from any man, but like this date is like, this is a good date. Yeah, I know. He couldn't even just say, like, I'm falling. I don't know. He couldn't even, like, wing. Mm -hmm. Or, like, give her a little, like, knee squeeze Mm -hmm. or something. He loves to squeeze a knee. He loves loves to. He couldn't even give her, like, a a positive, like, hand rub. (laughs) I don't know. He loves to do that. He loves to do that. Um, Michelle ultimately seems unbothered for now. And she's saying, you know, like... When Matt and I walk away from this experience hand in hand, life will be so full. Mm. Okay, so um, unfortunately now we're done with Michelle's portion of the (laughs) evening. And now we have to talk about Rachel. And my notes for Rachel are I would like to skip this portion of the evening. Yeah, same. That was the only downside to this whole (laughs) episode for a lot of reasons, um, including what we'll talk about in a second. Yes. Um, so Rachel pulls up in this ugly ass car that I made fun of last night because the car is ugly and Andrew made fun of it because it can't go above 80 miles per hour. Men are weird. Yeah. Um, and this is why he doesn't talk on the podcast. <laughs> Yet. I want him to come on for a special bonus episode during off season, but we'll... Oh my God. That would be amazing. Remember the podcast we did with him on it? Yeah. No, it was amazing. People liked it. Did they? Yeah. Um, Andrew sent that episode to his parents. Oh yeah, I remember that. And that was the episode where I talked about how much I masturbate with a Crayola crayon. Yeah. That's a piggy bank. And that's what his parents know about me. And I met them last weekend. And that's all I could think about the entire time was like, your parents know what I masturbate on. <laughs> so, thanks, Andrew. We have to have him on. <laughs> he needs to talk about my masturbation habits. Oh, my God. Extensively. So, Rachel goes on some bullshit thing she read on a fucking, like, you need help book or something. And it's like, <sighs> you need communication and trust in a relationship. Do you trust me? Then she blindfolds him, which I'm like so triggered by these blindfolds. Can they? I, can we go one season without them six times in a fucking season? 
<sighs> consent. The do you trust me thing was such an Aladdin thing, but even he didn't do that. No, that's so blindfold thing. No. And then so they, they drive really fast and then they get into an airplane accident. <laughs> <laughs> and then Rachel crashes into the earth and her her partner disintegrates. <laughs> Literally, like, they start off this whole thing. Like, they're they're just, like, we're going into, like, a biplane. Mm-hmm. It's not a bisexual plane like I want it to be. It's just literally just a small plane that's dangerous. Um, they, somebody somewhere says leap of faith. Um, I don't remember who it was because I was screaming the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, they skydive together. There's, like, footage of them both doing, like, the cheek thing as though they're not attractive people. <laughs> um, Matt has a graceful and wonderful landing, probably because he's two miles tall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Rachel, by comparison, slams into the ground. It was, must be 900 <laughs> miles per hour. Um, the man behind her was never seen again. <laughs> Rest in peace whoever this man was this child um, he looks so young <laughs> um steve Irwin's son goodbye to you i don't know <laughs> um rachel appears to have her body intact somehow although like if it were me my skeleton would be like falling out of my ass matt of course rushes to her side saying you know my heart hurt when i was watching you which is also how I feel when I see them together. Like, my heart hurts. This sucks. <laughs> um, he's just like, you weren't moving for a second. And um, Rachel is now just like, um, you know, feeling more loved than she's ever felt in her entire life. And I'm tired and I'm bored and I'm not sure I believe in love anymore either. I'm yeah. finally on Jenna's page with Thank the you. entire thing. It's all a lie. Um, do you think think the producers made the crash happen to make him like her more (laughs) that is a question that i posed to you last night and i knew that you were going to ask that of me on the podcast too yeah and i asked you because i wanted you to give me the answer (laughs) the answer is i think so i think i mean i don't i think they did nothing to stop it yeah essentially and i don't think there's anything they could have done to stop it but i think they didn't stop it yeah so. yeah that's what, <laughs> we're just gonna say that um i think that they won by not trying to stop it they won by giving him giving her a teenage boy who just did a big vape hit and <laughs> jumped out of a plane with her <laughs> Yeah. Dabbing the entire way down. Dabbing. <laughs> Thanks, Dabby. Um, but, like, actually, Rachel's response, like, I, I feel like it's a trauma response in that it's, like, she, like, she literally could have died. Yeah, no, that's honestly. the thing. Like, that right. was an intense, like, hit. Yeah. Her head, like, rolled over in a certain way where even I was, like, oh, like, this is funny, but is it funny? No, it, it wasn't funny. But I mean, it was funny, but is it funny? No. Okay. Yeah. What <laughs> you tell us? It's funny because she's okay. Um, <laughs> as most this is trauma this is, America, is no. This is America's funniest home videos. It was funny because she's oh fine, my god. And she could win a hundred thousand dollars. So like, but like, <laughs> literally, like, I I we we see her later being mm. like. Um, talking to her parents, being like, I have never been with somebody mm-hmm. who 
has like treated me this way. Like he looked so worried about me and I'm just, I'm honestly like truly in my heart. Like I know I'm not a Rachel Stan. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to defend her or me or, you know, like any of it, but like truly like, what do you expect a person to do? Yeah. What do you expect him to do? If you have never had a partner that would not freak the fuck out if your neck bent in half (laughs) after you jumped off of a plane, um, who are you dating? Yeah. Yeah. What do you expect a a human being to do? What would he have done? What have anybody have done? Yeah. Who is going to casually meander over to you after that kind of accident? Like, I know men are monsters, <laughs> but, like, who the fuck is just like, oh, fuck this bitch, like, whatever, and just, like, meanders off? Or, like, tells her how she could have done it better. It, babe, if you just, babe, 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 if you just, like, lifted your legs up, babe. Babe. You haven't played enough Tony Hawk. Like, yeah. you gotta you gotta ollie this way. Like, shut up. Like, of course someone's gonna come over to you and give a shit yeah. about you. Like, all your producers did that too. Did you fall in love with all of those people? <laughs> like, the medic? I don't know. I I understand Grey's Anatomy way more now, I guess. <laughs> Fuck. Trauma bonding. It's a thing. That's what I'm I saying. Guess. And that's why the producers had her almost die. I agree. <laughs> anyway, so now we get to go meet her parents, which is not something I wanted. Or, and her younger sister. Um, I'm not sure if this is one of the sisters that has been online caping for Rachel. But a sister has. So we'll see. Um, Liberty. Yeah. <clears throat> Trinity. Yeah. Sorry, mm-hmm. not Liberty. Uh, in a sense, <laughs> we have the classic, uh, what's the rush, dad and mom and daughter, you know, saying that. They're like, you know, what's the rush? Why do we need to, like, you know, get 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 all hitched up right now? <laughs> um, and Rachel really doesn't say much. She talks to her mom, and they discuss if there's any red flags in their relationship. And Rachel says there are none. I can think of a couple. Yeah. <sighs> um, Dad and Matt, of course, have the typical, like, dad conversation as well. How are you going to... You know, how can you date multiple women? This seems, like, too fast. Oh, no. My beautiful white virgin daughter. All of those kinds of things. <laughs> um, and Matt is basically like, I, I'm i with her. When I'm with her, my thoughts are only with her. And, oh, boy. And that's, you know, if you didn't already know that, how it's probably going to end. Ugh. <sighs> I mean, if you didn't know six weeks ago <laughs> when he said, I love you too, um, her dad truly does this. I, I mean, like, I wanted to be able to describe it on the podcast, but I truly can't. Her dad is holding a drink mm-hmm. in a way that I can't explain. Do you want to take a picture of this, Jenna? Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, so he, uh, okay, let me find. He's drinking a gin and tonic. He puts his thumb on the top of the glass, oh, yeah. his middle finger is on the bottom of the glass, and he's sipping through a straw. <laughs> it's so beautiful. I don't, I think it's gonna, I mean, it's gonna fall out of his hands. It would fall out of my hands. Rachel's dad is gay, in my <laughs> opinion. That's my opinion. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um,. That's the most problematic thing we've said, and we've said way worse. That's so, so. true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, 
In a conversation with Rachel, her dad brings up, you know, basically the same points he brought up with Matt. Um, she says that she sees a future with Matt. Her dad pushes back. She retorts with, you know, I may be a little, or sorry, it may be a little naive of me to think I'm different, but I really do think that I am. <laughs> and I was just like, my white girl tingled <laughs> inside of me. Um this is this is our rhetoric. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you need a yeah, if you need a little peek behind the curtain about how white women exist the way they do and get as much given oh, that to them. Is a pill. Yeah. Yeah. Um I'm not like other women and I am special because of that. So Especially in a season where she's the only white woman mm-hmm. left, left. yeah so. she's like oh yeah i'm a little different mm-hmm. and okay. it's true i guess um <laughs> dad sort of like huffs that um he and her mom will be supportive regardless it's complete shit like it's one of those moments where like oh yeah uh sure we like him um but like knowing these kinds of family environments Matt's going to end up with some shit to deal with. Yeah. Like, in this kind of situation. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a true sweet nums, I hate Maddie energy, but it was definitely not, you know. It wasn't a sweet nums, I love Hannah Ann energy. Yeah. Oh man, I've forgotten about all of these. I this is like our our flashback episode. I'm like, let me bring back. <laughs> no, you truly retain so much, and I hate all of it. Um, I need help. Heavens. <laughs> um. So before leaving for the evening, Matt touches base with Rachel and lets her know that he did not ask for her dad's blessing. <gasps> and this is where I'm like, this is almost unheard of uh-huh. um he says like to be honest with you that is not a conversation that i want to have with four families when i get to that point i will call them and ask for it and mm-hmm. i i've been like a i i've been hesitant about matt for a while but i loved this yeah. actually yeah because we have been dealing with evangelical Mm-hmm. bachelor nation for or white evangelical bachelor mm-hmm. nation for so long mm-hmm. and there has always been this thing where they're asking like four women or four women's families at mm-hmm. a time like if it's okay yeah and, and they'll and they'll do it in a, yeah and they'll do it in a way that's like that will not give away who the winner is i guess you know they'll ask mm-hmm. all of them in a very kind of if it is your daughter i can I have her hand in marriage? And it's like, ugh, that's also bad. Because now you did that. It's sexist and weird and outdated. But then also you're potentially making this person feel like you're going to pick their daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, su- it's super, it's like a super gross way of going around the whole uh, Christianity of it all, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, no, I really like that you did that. And I... It was funny, Kat, I was watching with my roommate and best friend Kat, and she was like, oh, 
she, she was just kind of like, right. Oh, well, you can tell he's not going to pick her because the way he's like not emoting and not asking for permission and all these different things with all the families. And I was like, no, Matt's actually playing it really cool right now. Like, I am actually digging this. He's not yeah. giving his cards away in any way. And mm-hmm. I, I respected that. It was something I haven't seen in a while. So. Yeah. And I, I think that even though I'm still thinking that he will ultimately choose Rachel, Mm -hmm. I think it gave her an opportunity to step back Mm -hmm. and, like, think about things for the first time because I think she was almost the Mm shoe-in for so long. And, like, we see that in her reaction later. Like, she was super bummed after Mm -hmm. their conversation. She's, like, she's, like, clearly ready to, like, hunker down. Mm Mm-hmm. And she's saying, like, part of me was hoping that he would have asked my dad for a blessing. It's hard to accept the fact that there are three other women involved. <laughs> Which made me think, like, for the first time. Mm-hmm. This is this is the first time she's ever had to accept, like, the reality that she's not the only person he's interested in. Yeah. Yeah. She needs to fucking get a slap of fucking reality to her face. And mm-hmm. I guess she did. But did it make any difference? Time will no, just tell. bruises, just bruises, <laughs> and that poor woman has bruises all over her body. I know. Mm. I feel really bad for her about that, but no, I do for sure. Jesus, <laughs> God. Um, excuse me. Then we get Bree's hometown date. Um, and God. I think this is my favorite one. Really? Yeah, yeah. I loved it. Um. So Brie finally gets to reenact revenge from her mm-hmm. first date where Matt initially tried to have her killed on sight. <laughs> yeah. um, but instead of trying to kill him, she takes him off-roading in a Jeep, which for some reason makes me extremely lesbian horny. Mm-hmm. Um, they drive out to the middle of a field, have a picnic amongst the horses. Again, extremely lesbian energy. Um, they talk about having, you know, unconventional families and how that has impacted who they are as a person. Yeah, it's and it's sweet, too. Like, she's, like, nervous about it, and he, he appeases her and talks about how you can find your family, and it doesn't have to be conventional. And he doesn't, he's not necessarily saying chosen family, but it's a similar discussion, and I mm-hmm. like that. It's nice. I like that, too. Mm-hmm. Um... During the night portion of the date, they show up with a giant bunny, which I literally didn't understand because I forgot that her mom was recently engaged and had a newborn. We discussed yes. it in like the, in the episode where Brie had her first date. That her her like part of her insecurity was like I don't know how I fit into this new family. Yeah, and when I saw that, I was like, Oh my god, are we dealing with a stuffed animal mom? Like. <laughs> Because, like, as a person whose mom is a Disney mom, I am, like, not ready to see a stuffed animal mom on TV because they're, like, very close to being the same. Yeah, the overlapping. They're difficult moms, you know? I totally know. Like, when you said stuffed animal mom, I was like, yeah. I kind of think we may have, maybe we saw one in previous seasons, but they just never showed us that room. So, thank Mm -hmm. God. Yeah. No, it's definitely a Peter's mom. Yeah. Um, Yeah, totally. That's a sweet nose thing if I've never. Um, (laughs) So, Bree's mom is stunning. 
so gorgeous, um, so dewy, oh, like God. truly smarter than everyone else on this show. Truly, can we make her bachelorette? I guess she just got recently engaged, but I don't care. She deserves better. Some I don't. I don't actually know that, but like <laughs> she deserves options maybe um somehow i look older than her and i'm 29 years old um her her appearance on the show reminded me to moisturize please and i was just like i i feel ashamed please um she speaks to matt and immediately hits him with the like well are you in love with her um which i love (laughs) that's just like Mm -hmm. Boss mom stuff. <laughs> um, Matt goes back to his, like, tried and true and falling for her answer, um, which is not what Lauren uh, wants to hear from him. Um, but she does believe that they have a special connection, and she's willing to, you know, feel it out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so Bree tells her mom that she's falling in love with Matt, which makes her so scared. And this is where my, like, raised by a single mom, complicated but good relationship feelings go into overdrive. Mm-hmm. Um, like, her mom responds, like, worst case scenario, mm. we're mending a broken heart together, but we'll survive. Uh. Um, so her mom is basically telling her that she has nothing to lose by sharing herself mm. and, like, opening up to Matt. And at worst, they still have each other. God, that's... Like, throughout <sighs> this relationship. Like... I cannot tell you how many times I just, like, melted a little bit. Yeah. Just, like, um, I do have, like, a kind of complicated relationship with my mom. And in a lot of ways, it seems more like she's my friend because we're so close in age. Yeah. But this is exactly, like, how I felt. Like, my mom, like, reacted to my own engagement Mm -hmm. and, like... Just, like, any relationship I've ever been a part of was just, like, my mom being, like, you're an adult. You get to make these decisions, mm-hmm. but this is what I can offer Yeah, if things turn south or whatever. And that is so beautiful for those types of scenarios that you're mentioning, like, a single mom situation. But also, mm-hmm. like, I think that that's something a lot of families, a lot of parents can miss the mark on with their own children, even if it's, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that anyone just wants their family to say that. I struggle with that. Like, yeah. my family, a lot of my family did support me through most of my life, and mm-hmm. that's all I really wanted was, like, validation that, like, you're doing something, and if you don't, and if it falls apart, we're here for you, and I didn't have that for most of my family. Yeah, so. I, think, I think it's, like, interesting like when i've talked to people who have like single single moms especially Mm -hmm. like as parents like a lot of single moms are like this like yeah i i think a lot of single moms have similar experiences where they're like if it doesn't work out i want someone to be there for For me i wanted someone to be there for me and they weren't there so i'm gonna be there for you if this doesn't work yeah and i think it's unfortunate that like a lot of especially like like families who are you know like mom dad Mm -hmm. grandma grandpa you know like Mm -hmm. all of these you know i can't think of the word right now what am i thinking of well matt they say conventional earlier so yeah conventional families like they they just like don't operate that Mm -hmm. way and that's so unfortunate Mm -hmm. like 
Isn't that what a family is supposed to be? I mean, mm, my my experience has always been like, we're going to treat you like shit, but you can't tell us that we're bad people because we're blood related. And blood means you don't get to call me a a bitch. And I'm like, well, but you are acting like a bitch. So I'm going to call you that regardless if you're my blood parent. (laughs) And I think that's where like a lot of people like, like you and I have done a lot of the times, like I have, I have family members that I, you know, get along with, but I think that's where like a lot of us like choose our, like chosen families where it's just like, yeah, like, these are the people I'm going to lean on mm-hmm. when things don't go well. and Which happens a lot. Sorry. Spoiler. It happens. No, it happens a super lot. And <laughs> the I, world is I, bad. It, it's true. <laughs> and I think, like, actually, like, seeing Brie, though, yeah. in the final four, mm-hmm. I think is one of the first experiences I've seen recently mm-hmm. where, like, a single parent isn't viewed as um i don't i don't mean to say it this way but like cuckoo Mm -hmm. because the last one i remember seeing was like dean Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where um regardless of his dad's you know religious or cultural beliefs or whatever their their connection was you know rife like it wasn't gonna it wasn't gonna end up well Mm -mm no matter what Mm -mm. but this was this was an example of you know like a single parent Mm -hmm. getting a lot of like respect and time to shine and i don't know support support and then i guess i saw online that brie's best friend that was there is also named brie so you'd love to see that Name one Danica out there that wants to be friends with me, please. Thank you. Okay. Wait. Jenna, you can you can be friends with Andrew's aunt, my mom. Great. Pick one. Okay. Um <laughs> we need a Danica now. I think I just now I do think that there is a listener or a follower that is named Danica. Forever ago I remember that. It was before I gave you access to the Instagram, so I just deleted the message and Never told you. But Again, that was yeah. um, your mistake. Yeah. <laughs> well, they usually are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Bree, she takes this pep talk to heart and she confesses that she is falling for Matt. She says, I'm falling for you and I want more time with you. Matt, once again, doesn't reciprocate this. Um, but apparently his... This is like his MO. Just, his this MO. is his MO. Yeah. He is disappointing every single person. <laughs> it's pretty beautiful in a way. Because it's just like, this is the kind of drama I kind of want from a hometown state. I feel like I, I'm just like, he's keeping all of the women on their toes in a way that I think is reasonable. You know, he's not being mm-hmm. a dick to any of them per se. Yes, he's being, he's disappointing them, but he's not like being overtly dickish, you know? I love it. <laughs> if we if but, we, yeah go ahead mm. no 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 i'm i do you want to say something Cause no i, I it's on. just we just keep going on to like the rachel of it all but just like you know genuinely i guess 
if you're somebody who's not paying attention to the world, you might be like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what he's going to do, you know? And I love that for the show. Like the show thought they had something. They thought they were doing something. And then they ultimately didn't. But they thought they did. They really thought. They really did. All right. So we're going to move on to Serena P's day, mm-hmm. which is something else. Um <laughs> So, Jenna and I were, you know, we text when we are apart mm-hmm. um, because we have issues and yeah. we don't have any friends mm-hmm. aside from our roommates and partners. Yeah. But we were texting off and on last night, and I believe you described the state as lawful chaotic, <laughs> which is truly not even on the chart as far as like energies go. <laughs> But it was Serena P's energy last night. So, like, Serena is from Canada, which I did not remember until last night. Um, And I feel like at this point, they should have allowed Kevin and Astrid to come on. Yes. I miss them. I miss them, too. They're, like, the only good batch couple Mm -hmm. from the last, like, two or three years. Yeah. That's good. Basically. Um, (sighs) After, they're still together. I know. I love them. Mm-hmm. I love them. And they have a dog, and it's so good. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love it. Like, don't get me horny about them right now. Mm-hmm. After um, quizzing Matt on some basic lingo, she <laughs> treats him to some quote unquote Canadian delicacies. And I'm saying that. With an emphasis on the quote-unquote, because the food on this episode was catastrophic. (laughs) It was awful. And I thought the whole massive ice cream sundae from last season was was something that would leave me nightmares. But no, the poutine for this was... The poutine. The poutine. Am I even saying it correctly? It doesn't matter. Whatever. No, you are. It's just... It was bad. It's gross. Like, Andrew and I talked about it last night, and we were like, holy shit, I eat Hamburger Helper every, like, two weeks. Yes. But I would not even be in the same room as that poutine. (laughs) And, like, one of our listeners, Justine, also said that she felt disgraced by that as a Canadian. Like, it was foul. Yeah. It was so gross. And, like, Serena had to pretend like it was okay, and, like convince Matt to eat it, and then he pretended that he was not wanting to vom everywhere, and it was really... It was awful. Like, also, like, Andrew got a boner because after eating food that was cooked with heavy cream, they also played hockey afterwards. Of course. And I saw, like, I saw Andrew, like, escape himself, like, imagining what his future could be like with Serena P. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. But it's ultimately okay because every day I think about my future with Mike Johnson. Yeah. So. <sighs> Time will tell. Hockey Time. boyfriend and Mike Johnson girlfriend. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, if, could Andrew work on making his teeth perfect? Yeah. And if he can't, then he needs to shut his mouth hole so that we don't have to see his non-perfect teeth. And then I will learn how to play hockey. Okay. Yeah. It's not just Andrew that has to work on me. I have to learn how to play hockey if we're uh, expecting him to have Mike Johnson teeth. Okay, fine. I guess you have to put some work into it. I just know how much you don't want to do any work as a woman, so. I don't want to do any work as a person. Mm-hmm. 
Please don't be misogynistic. (laughs) (laughs) Asshole. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Okay, so we're still left with questions from Matt's last date with Serena. Yeah. (laughs) Because, like, to be, like, I'm still thinking about it. She's just not into this man. No. Right? No. Like, or, like, if it, even if she wasn't into tantric yoga, which, again, I get, I'm not into tantric yoga either. hmm She was not comfortable with him mm-hmm. in a romantic or sexual capacity. Mm-hmm. Again, that's fine. Probably not ideal when you're at this stage <laughs> in this kind of a show. Yeah. But we respect yourself. For these feelings, that is fine. Yes. But it is, it got a little far. You know, it, 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 it reminiscence a little bit of Tiny Head last season, sending himself home. Because um, he clearly wasn't, he just didn't want to, he didn't have, I don't know, for whatever reasons. But, like, the thing is, I didn't get the sense that Tiny Head was, like, not. Not, can, like, wanting to fuck. Yeah, like, he it's wanted to like, fuck. <laughs> It was just, he didn't want to get engaged. That was it. Yeah, he didn't want to get engaged yeah. again. And so this is like almost like that, but different because it's like Serena's definitely. And so I didn't, I forgot that she's 22 years old. No, uh, it's 23, but okay. I was about to say the same yeah. thing is that like I forgot yeah. she was that young because I feel like when I, I feel like maybe you can relate to this. When I watch any of the women on this show, I assume they're older than me. Yeah. And I'm 29. <laughs> So, like, at this point, I am a cougar on the show. Mm-hmm. You are absolutely ancient. Yeah, I'm ancient. So, no, I don't always think they're older than me. I always think they're younger than me because I am 35. But. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, we're within the same age bracket. No, for sure. Just, like, I definitely thought she was older. We would be, like, the older mm-hmm. bitches on the show. Yes. Period. Period. And so, like, when I look at Serena P, she looks older than me. And I mm-hmm. think, like, I know that I have permanent babies face mm-hmm. but yeah i i totally forgot that she was 23 yeah and i think this adds a little bit to it she's just not she doesn't know what she wants yet that's fine and that's fine and she doesn't want mad stop bringing 21 to 25 year olds on this show please that doesn't help it really okay doesn't. okay so good to see her ma'am her family her mamly. Her mamly. <laughs> her family does like greet Matt super warmly. I do love her family. Yeah, they're very so nice. Much. Oh yeah. They're they the, the sweetest people. Mm-hmm. Um so her mom is saying, like, I guess want I want to know from him is like, why Serena? Like, you know, these are normal questions. Mm-hmm. Um he answers, like, she's smart, she's beautiful, she has her head on her shoulders. She challenges me. She doesn't take crap from anybody. <laughs> um, her mom appreciates that, but she's still worried that Serena, who, again, is 23, um, might not be ready to get engaged this quickly. And, again, I kind of want to go back to how he felt about Michelle, who he's like, I love how strong she yes. is. I love her convictions. Mm-hmm. I love all these things. And this is sort of like the whole, like, she's cool, hot, and beautiful thing. Yeah. Like, I, I'm reducing it a little bit. Of course, bit, yeah. But, um, again, like, he's 
what, 28, 29. Yeah. She's 23. You know, uh, Michelle's closer to his age. Uh-huh. He's saying more, like, in-depth things about her. Uh-huh. But we're getting this, like, image of, you know, Serena that she's, like, the one yeah. in this episode and specifically. This, yeah. Well, a little bit last week, I feel like in that day, he was, he just kept saying the words that he really likes her, and he was really bummed that she didn't have a good time, and I had a little bit of a spider sense, like, then, or tingle, like, oh, does he like this woman a lot, and he's having trouble, like, maybe saying it, but, mm-hmm. but, like, he likes her more than he's letting on, and she's not reciprocating it, and it's making him anxious, because he was so, he had so much anxious energy on that date, yeah. so... But but I agree with still it's still kind of coming out of nowhere that he suddenly like is super into her you know mm-hmm. um yeah. yeah so Serena on this date says um, he on paper and in my head checks every mm. single box mm. I do sometimes feel like I'm catching up to his feelings mm-hmm. but I am falling for him um and her sister okay like honestly <laughs> I don't have. Like, a sister. I have half-sisters who are way younger than me. I don't talk to them. I wish I had this sister, though. Yeah. Her sister essentially says, Yeah, but, like, are you, like, catching feelings? And I'm just like, thank God. Like, someone is a talking head for, like, everything we're feeling. Because, like, again, we felt away last week when he, like, gave her the rose. Not because we don't like her. But because we didn't see a connection last week, we saw, in fact, the opposite. Yeah, yeah where... so whatever the opposite is. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and her sister says, to me, it seems like there's just something missing. You don't seem smitten. <sighs> and, like, this comment seems to throw Serena for a loop. Like, she hears the same from her dad, who says, like, you know, engagement is a very strong commitment. Um, and then, like, to that, she says she's, like, not a thousand percent sure about whether or not she's ready. Wait, and here's um, the thing. And the difference is, like, we get that sometimes with people. They're saying they're just not sure if they're ready for commitment. Mm-hmm. She is giving us face that she's not wanting to be with him, not just him. commitment. Yeah. She goes to this, like, moment where she, like uh freaks out about how she can't she always gets in her own way and she can't get out of her head for five minutes and this is the reason she can't like get in a good relationship and i was like oh you're beating yourself up a little too much hard on that that might be something that you do have issues with um Mm -hmm. because i think that's really relatable like i i have that too but i think in this case she should give herself a little bit of sorry content warning grace uh I am the worst. <sighs> yeah, so she talks to her mom, and they talk about how Serena's still shaken up about her previous relationship. Source not found. We never heard about it. Um, if we if we did, please don't come for me. Um, uh, <laughs> which fell apart, even though Serena was sure that he was the one, and it sounded like she was blindsided, and how this is probably still affecting her ability to move forward now. So, ultimately, Serena is honest about where she's feeling about like her doubts in the relationship um she says i just have a lot of thinking to do um 
it's just I'm going through some stuff, doubts that uh, don't even come from you in any way, just come from within myself and internal battles that I'm dealing with. Um, Matt tries to talk her down, like, don't worry about the engagement stuff, uh-huh. just think about dating me. But, you know, like, Serena can't um, get the whole, like, proposal of it all, like, mm-hmm. out of her head, mm-hmm. which I think is totally normal. Mm-hmm. But I also think, like, speaks to his intentions in this moment. Like, she's saying, like, I don't think I expected him to take that so calmly. Um, I was like, I'm sitting here freaking out. Um, And I, I, this truly makes me think about, you know, again, we're generally speaking unspoiled (laughs) um (laughs) as unspoiled as we could be um but you and i have talked about for the past you know forever that we thought that matt was going to choose rachel Mm -hmm. and this informed a lot of our opinions you know moving forward yeah but this makes me think he was going to choose serena yeah that's been the thing i've been talking about like with connie a lot today and thinking about is that I think that she was, she was, I think he was undecided at this point. Like, I think he had these, it was probably her and Serena. Mm -hmm. And, um, this changed it. But yeah, the way he's so calm with this and it does throw her off, but like, it's, it harkens to just like, yeah, no, don't worry about, don't worry about the proposal. We, we can be good. Like, he's trying to give her, you know, and out almost. And out, yeah. Oof, it's painful. But if she's not into it, she's not into it. Good for her for leaving. I don't yeah. want to shit on Maddie, but like I'm going to. <laughs> but she didn't want to be with him, and she stayed on longer than she should have. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, yeah. Oof. Um, so, um. Yeah. So naturally when yeah, things she, are going... Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So she says, like, I know how I felt about you for a long... Oh, sorry. This is what Matt says. Yeah. I've known how I felt about you for a long time. I can say without a doubt you're the person I spent the most time with. <gasps> and that's intentional. <gasps> and I, like, I thought about it today when I was writing our notes down. And I was like, is that true? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he had two one-on-one dates with her and no one else. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I didn't even think about that mm-hmm. because I had been focusing so hard on, like, Rachel <laughs> this whole time. So they uh, gaslit me. That's really annoying. Um, but hearing this, you know, Serena knows it's time for some brutal but necessary honesty. Yes. Oof. I felt so excited and good about everything. But I think you also know that I've had moments where I've struggled and had doubts. Um, I think it was fear initially but I think if I'm being honest with myself, it's more than that. I think it just comes down to the fact that I don't think you're my person. <laughs> and this is where you and I started texting each other last night. Yeah. Oh. And we were like, holy fuck, that's so brutal. Mm-hmm. But I think that's amazing. I think it's amazing. Honestly. Yeah. Like, 
Um, I have definitely been in Serena's position uh-huh. before uh-huh. in the last like couple of years. I've been vilified for uh-huh. it. Um, but I feel where she's at a hundred percent. Um, and you can be honest with somebody. You can be the villain, and you can keep space for people uh-huh. who 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 are hoping for the best, but like just you know. If it's not your person, it's not your person. It's it's a more compassionate thing to do in the long run. It's yeah. a hard thing to do in the short run, and it can hurt somebody and blindside somebody. But the compassion and not dragging something on that could hurt somebody deeper is a level of just, like, you have to go through it to get there. And it's not an age thing. It's a maturity on, like, relationship thing. Mm-hmm. And it can take people a while. It could happen early. I mean, it can happen again. People do it. I mean, people repeat mistakes, right? But yeah. uh, I think that it just shows a lot of maturity for her to go to do that and some just like niceness. It did hurt to see Matt, you know, so thrown by this. I, I genuinely felt for him in this moment. And I, and I, you know, I think about times in my life where I've been hurt, you know, blindsided. I guess. Um, but I think the oof. part that her hurt the most with watching Matt go through that was him like questioning his other relationships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, this is like, oh my god! Like, if you guys like practiced ethical polyamory, <laughs> this would not. This would not be a thing. Like, I keep like putting my hand in my my face in my hands, but. Um, yeah, I can totally see, like, he cut, you know, his relationships in half, yeah. you know, last week. And then, like, one of the people that probably would have been, it would have been between, you know, Rachel and probably Serena. Yeah. And, you know, like, one of them left early on. <laughs> yeah. So, like, uh, I get where he's coming from, uh-huh. but the whole, the whole thing's getting pretty pretty confusing yeah i feel for him he says it sucks to hear that um i just want what's best for you and if that's not gonna be me that stinks okay is he 16 um yeah no he's just a dude from portland <laughs> that stinks that stinks <laughs> that stinks don't come on mississippi anymore <laughs> Yeah, and he's worried about his other relationships now, and um, that's exactly what the producers wanted. Dun, dun, dun. But he gives the three other roses to the other women there and talks about boundaries and what giving this rose means. And he he kind of does the classic thing that happens towards this part of the season where they're like, He's asking, he's letting them know that they get to accept the rose and make their own choice too. It's not just him. It's like, do you want to be here? You know? I actually, like, I respected his choice to say that a lot. Yeah. Because he was like reaffirming, like, what giving a rose meant to him, Mm -hmm. which was like, if you're accepting this rose, like, you're understanding what it means to me, which is. Um, if I'm giving you a rose, I can see a future with you. Yeah, he was like, this is, and, yeah. Oh. like, I, I want to get engaged at the end of this. Yeah. And I want you to think long and hard. Like, if you don't want to get engaged, that's not where I'm at right now. Yeah. 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 It's beautiful. 
I mean, they're gonna not. They're gonna say yes regardless. Come on, let's be honest. But I like when it, that he said it. It's putting it in their heads. I know, but thank you, King. <laughs> thank you, Matt. You did. You did good. Wait this week. <laughs> like, good job. This is hard. It's hard. It is hard. I was like, I told Kat, I was like, we might have some weird feelings about him, but he's not an idiot. He understands that this is an important week. He understands he's bringing family into this. He understands the importance of that. Family is clearly important to him. Um, yeah. Maybe COVID's not that important to him, but family is. And so... Yeah, yeah. Celine Dion is so important to oh him. Oh my god, how jarring was it to see her her image again? It I, like, fell off the couch... I, no. re- I oh remember my God. what she looks like, but I was like, it just like flashes in the preview, and I was like, <gasps> no. Last night when we were watching the preview, I was like, oh my God, Celine Dion and Kellyanne Conway had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> it was Matt's mom. Fuck. <laughs> anyway, I'm getting us canceled again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we're gonna hop into housekeeping really quick. Yeah. Um. So this week. We are going to be setting up our online store. We have a couple of new and fun things to show you guys. Yeah. Um, we're really and I excited. hope you like them. Um, yeah. Because otherwise, Jenna and I are just going to order them and what <laughs> the fuck ever. I'm, um, like, totally going to order a shirt and a coffee mug of our own design. or our own No, merch. I know. That was amazing. Um, our friend, uh, Michaela Jane, uh, she designs so many things for so many bands that I love, yeah. and she happened to be have some time available to do that for us. So, so um, we'll drop it later. Thank you. We love you. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, we're yeah we're gonna be setting up a store. Um, in a place where you should be able to order any of the things that you want, like shirts, mugs, the stickers, totes. Yeah, whatever. Whatever, and you won't have to rely on me anymore. Um, <laughs> the Patreon is still open. We still have um, the discussion about fatness and queerness and Bachelor Nation with Allie. We still have um, the conversation with Taylor Nolan. And next month, we'll be talking with Game of Roses. Yes. Who were recently featured on, like, what was it? Like, Vanity Fair. Yeah, yeah. Game of Roses when it was interviewed by Vanity Fair on their, um, the work they've been doing to reclassify The Bachelor as the fastest growing sports in America. Um and it's really amazing. And we got a little shout out towards the end of the, the interview, along with other amazing podcasts like Two Black Girls, One Rose, The Black Charettes, Chatty Broads. And so, yeah, it was really, really, we love them. And I'm really excited to do the Game of Rose um, bonus episode for our Patreon. Uh, we haven't finalized everything exactly, but it's going to be good. We're going to, I'm going to try to push clues and pace case into doing some things that are a little outside of their comfort level. So, it's going to be fun. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, um, so other than that, uh, this Saturday, mm-hmm. um, which I think is the 27th. Yes. The 27th. We're going to be doing our next Patreon live for our top tier here to make friends. Um, Patreon subscribers. And if you want to join for that, do that. But if you're already part of it. Get excited because it's happening this Saturday. DM us. I mean, we we said this a million times before. You know, we want to make it like a 
fun conversation. If you have questions, you want to just talk about gossip, we can do all of that. But if you also just really want us to dedicate a portion of it to like something really specific, let us know. And if you can't be there at the live, we will record it and upload it so that you can watch it later. So if you have a question and you can't be there, still send it to us so we can answer it. Yeah. One of the most fun things we did in our last live was when we opened it up for yeah. other people to talk to us yeah. and we had a really fun conversation yeah. as a group yeah. about you know what the fuck ever um it's been really fun so yeah. it's gonna be great because it's on, on zoom in. so you can you can actually like talk to us so ah! mm-hmm. and, and tell us why we suck yeah Okay, great. <laughs> I will only leave um, if I have to, which is all the time. Um, uh, the last thing we have to say is um, for people who have uh, joined our Patreon or who ordered stickers in the last like month or so, mm-hmm. um, they're packaged up. Yep. Uh, we're going to send all the people who we have addresses for yeah. this week. Yeah. Um, if you don't get anything, it's because we don't have your Patreon address. <laughs> Please check your Patreon. We have absolutely sent you a message yeah. at this point. Yeah. We um, definitely double checked. We fucked up originally and didn't make it, so it was a requirement. So that is on us that we messed up when we set yes, up the Patreon. Absolutely. Because we're dum dums, but we have sent you a message. So yeah, just just let us know your address. Um but you'll find out because you won't get anything yet until that point. Yeah. So. <laughs> Ooh. But thank you so much, Danica, for doing that work. You're the best. You're the fucking thank best. You. You're the fucking best. Thank you. I love you. I love you more. I mean I guess that's it, right? We yeah. did this. Yeah. We did this week. <sighs> we did it. I miss Sophie. <laughs> I do. I miss Sophie too. Sophie. <laughs> oh my God. We have to have her back on. <laughs> she was like way better than we deserved. Anyway, yeah. but anyway, ultimately, y'all do some self care. Um, oh, I do want to, I'll just end it. Uh, Please join us in tweeting hashtag fire Chris Harrison every Monday night. Um, the last two Monday nights. The general populace, 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 has populace. Got, has gotten it to trend briefly. Um, so I really appreciate everyone who's going in on that. So just let's keep it up. We have to keep talking really loudly so that it happens. So um, yeah, join us on that on Twitter. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Descartes Pod. Make sure you're following us on social media. On Instagram, we are DateCardPod. On Twitter, we are DateCardPodcast. You can email us at DateCardThePodcast at gmail. And make sure you're following your hosts. Danica is at DrunkFeminist on Instagram. And Jenna is Jenna with a smile. Make sure you are subscribed to us on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Hey, Leave us a review. This is the final podcast tonight. When you are ready. 
Hello, my name is Kaya. And I'm Marissa. And this is Well, Well, Why Not? Not. Join us every Monday as we discuss movies, science, technology, history. Sometimes I think about all the different things we talk about. And they're not even categories. Because you know what? We're geeky. We're nerdy. So like every millennial, we started a podcast. Because that's what we need. More podcasts. Absolutely. Join us every Monday and listen to Well, Why Not? A podcast because. Just because. Just just really because we had this microphone. Well, why not? <laughs> For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is As Above, So Below.